Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're looking at the debate around wind farms. Energy. We needed to heat our homes in winter and keep them cool in summer, to power our industry and vehicles and to keep the lights on in the office. But where should this energy come from? Energy transition from fossil-based to zero carbon is one of the key ways we can confront the climate crisis. Just this morning, we're recording this on Thursday the 22nd of April, the US pledged to cut its emissions by at least 50% by 2030. And in the early hours of yesterday morning, the EU agreed a law to reduce emissions by at least 55% by 2030 compared to 1990 and to make Europe the first climate-neutral continent by 2050. Here in Catalonia, we're lagging behind Spain and the EU in terms of renewable energy output, but plans are afoot to construct a number of huge wind farms, including one off the Costa Brava coast. Good news? Well, not everyone thinks so. On this week's podcast, we will be hearing from those on all sides of the debate. Joining me to explain what's going on is Christina Tomas-White. You're very welcome, Christina. Great to be here. Christina, this week you travelled to the Costa Brava. We'll hear a little bit more about that later on. But do you want to give us a little overall picture of how Catalonia is doing in terms of renewables? Yeah, so it's actually not that great here. Um, We are lagging behind the rest of Spain as well as the EU average. Last year, 19.8% of all energy produced in Catalonia was renewable. So that's hydropower, uh, especially hydropower wind power as well as solar power although there are a few other forms that we won't get into today Um, but if we look at the latest comparative figures that we have from 2019 catalonia 16 percent of all energy was renewable in 2019 whereas in spain it was 36.9 percent and the european union the average was 34.1 percent so that's a that's a significant um yeah so i mean looking at that catalonia is actually less than half the Spanish average and, and much lower than the EU average, as you said as well. And I think what's interesting to note is that while for the EU as a whole, the trend is very clear. Every single year from 2005 to 2019, there's been a bigger percentage of electricity generated from renewable sources. Now, it's not quite as clear in Spain. There was a little fall around 2014 to 2018. But in Catalonia, it, it seems like in the last 10 years, it's kind of fluctuated it's gone up and down between 15 percent and and up to 21 percent in some years i think it was 2014 so i think in terms of the overall trend it looks like there's been a real shift towards renewable energy sources on average in spain and the eu but not in catalonia at least certainly not to the same extent no i mean just because it went up by almost four percent last year you know we should be a bit cautious when we analyze this because who knows if next year it's going to go up as well or if it'll stay the same or go down a tiny bit you know so i suppose the obvious question is why oh that's a very good question and to find out i spoke to professor sergi saradier um, a geography professor at universitat ruira i virgili in tarragona in southern catalonia According to him, um, it is because both the Spanish and Catalan governments haven't encouraged these renewable energy plants um, when they could have. And he says that there's been a lack of interest on their part uh, when, for example, one of the things that they could have done is, you know, establish 
tax breaks for people who wanted to like go ahead with their own renewable energy projects, you know, set up solar panels or something because companies aren't doing it. And of course, he also says that companies themselves are partially to blame because there have been instances where they have been given the go ahead, you know, to build a renewable energy plant and they just haven't done it because of what he calls their own interests. Okay, well, in recent months and indeed the past few years, there's been more and more talk about kind of large scale wind farms again, because we should say Catalonia's first wind farm was built back in 1984. In the 90s, there was kind of a push for more wind farms right up until 2013. But since 2013, there hasn't been any new ones built. But uh, yeah, the conversation has started again. And in January, it was announced that in Rosas, up in the Costa Brava, uh, up in the north of Catalonia, they are talking about doing a, a floating offshore wind farm. Christina, you were there earlier this week. Yeah, we were in Rosas and in Puria Brava, mainly in Rosas, actually. So the northern part of the Costa Brava, right below Cap de Creus, um, not too far from France. There were actually a lot, a lot of uh, French people, um, older, retired French people, just, you know, out for a walk when we were there. And it's a very beautiful area. Okay, well, let's take a listen to how you got on. The equivalent of 80 Eiffel Towers and 25,000 FC Barcelona football fields. This is how a group of Alta Empurda County residents describe Parque Tramuntana, a mass offshore wind farm that Senet and Blue Flow Energy hope to build in northern Catalonia's Gulf of Rosas, some 14 kilometers off the coast. 50% of all energy consumed in Catalonia should come from renewable sources by 2030 a figure that should increase to 100% by 2050 according to the 2017 climate change law, something Territory and Sustainability Minister Damià Calvet and other authorities have repeatedly stressed. And with Catalonia lagging behind in terms of its renewable energy goals and still heavily reliant on nuclear power, are wind farms like Parc Tramuntana the way forward? Sergi Amatier, the Parc Tramuntana project director, insists that they are. The main target of this project is to contribute to the fighting against the climate change. We want to generate green energy close to the coast here in Girona. The companies that want to get the wind farm up and running by 2026 with the help of EU Next Generation funds claim that the plant would eventually be able to cover 90% of the Girona area's energy needs as well as create 6,000 jobs during its construction. But a very diverse and vocal group of locals, from fishermen to business owners and environmentalists, are fiercely opposed. Antoni Abad, the head of the Rosas Fishermen's Guild, says he's in favor of renewables, but fears that Blue Flow and Senet could be going about things too quickly without considering the impact it could have on both his business and the environment. Others, like Pedro Pérez, who owns a boat hire company in Empuria Brava, resent what they perceive as outsiders coming in from Barcelona and Madrid and changing things. Pérez, like hotel manager Rudy Rum, say it will ruin what they describe as one of the prettiest bays in the world and drive away the tourists that many businesses in the area rely on. 20, 25, 30% drops in tourism, and this in Rosas would be huge. 
because it's not only a restaurant like this one, it's the whole industry behind, like not only restaurants and hotels you have. The locals are not only concerned about fishing and tourism, or even perhaps oligopolies, but, and this might even seem counterintuitive, the environment too, as they say it could, for example, disrupt bird migration patterns. So that's really interesting, talking about the harm that it could do to the environment because obviously it's renewable energy, it's all about fighting climate change and trying to save the environment, but it's 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 not that simple really, is it? No, um, actually I spoke to Raul Dominguez, who is a member of Yaden Salvem Lamporda, this environmental group that... Just like we save Lamporda, no? Right, yeah, we save Lamporda, or let's save <laughs> Lamporda. And although he was saying that, like, for example, the companies that are behind this wind farmed project in the Gulf of Rosas, they want to build it in an area that is not protected for these species, the birds that, you know, that might migrate from, from Afri- Europe between to Europe. Africa. So even though it's not in a protected area, he was saying that, well, you know, bird species, they don't follow a strict um, they, they don't stay in their lane. <laughs> they don't. They don't. You know. They they tend to like move between areas in the general. Um, yeah. So they might not take the exact same route. Right, these are. They right, don't have. Right. No. And it was also interesting because he was saying that the wind turbines. You know. Obviously, it's a huge plant there that they also will um, give off a magnetic field um, of their own that could confuse these birds because they they guide themselves from the field that comes from land um, and that's kind of how they find their way you know to make the, the to make it all the way to Africa and that this um, huge um, facility out in the middle of the sea could throw them off. And environmentalists were also concerned not just about bird life, but also about sea life too. Right, right. Um, you know, and there, there are a lot of uh, sea mammals that, um, you know, swim in, in those waters and who knows how it could possibly affect them. So the company obviously says that, you know, it's in an area where fishermen aren't allowed to fish. But then, of course, the fishermen counter by saying that they voluntarily stopped fishing there to help restore the fish population. So, you know, there are always two sides to yeah, the pr- these matters. The project dir- director came out today and said that they, they're even talking about compensation or, or how they can work with fishermen. He said he's pretty sure that they'll find an agreement and and in terms of yeah as you said uh, he said that they're working with biologists and and wildlife experts in order to have the minimal impact in fact at the minute they are preparing their environmental impact assessment which still has to be submitted so i guess there's there's a lot of local opposition that we've heard but it still has to go before the authorities and i suppose yeah yeah i mean this project hasn't been approved yet you know they only announced that they were considering building it last january and they're going to start getting their permits in order this summer to hopefully have them all in order by 2023 so that it is completed by 2026 you know but 
who knows, maybe maybe they won't be given permission. Maybe they'll find that it isn't safe for the wildlife. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously, you know, we've been researching this story and, and the two sides uh, are spinning completely different stories. So it'll be interesting to see how the officials rule on it. Even trying to figure out exactly where it would be. You know, if you look on the on the Partramuntana website, it says it's going to be 24, 24 kilometers um, off the coast. And then we were receiving all these manifestos from like this huge um, plataforma stop macroparqueolic. Yeah, so all these activists that are very angry about um, them possibly building this there. And they were saying that it was only 14 kilometers away. I was like, oh, 14, 24. But of course, you know, the coast isn't straight. So what these companies have done, they've they've taken the furthest point away from the coast and they've focused on that by saying 24 on their website whereas all the activists are saying like no 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 it's only 14 kilometers away and you know they, they're just highlighting just how big they are going to be and they're going to be illuminated so they worry that you know maybe at night you'll be able to see them or at least see the light that emanates from them and how that could disrupt or, or just you know ruin the landscape which is what they say yeah, obviously, it's a really important uh, area for tourists. So that's another kind of one of the arguments that people in the local area are making that this will put off tourists. Now, I wonder, is that a little bit of case of just nimbyism, like, you know, not in my backyard, because we need this transition to green energy to happen. So is it just, oh, yeah, this is a great idea, but I just don't want to be seeing it from my right, hotel. Right. I mean, I guess you could see it that way. I mean, there might be a, a bit of that. Um so what's really interesting is that when you go there and the, you talk to the people that are against um, this wind farm, there's so many different people that agree on the same thing, which is which is pretty remarkable because that doesn't happen all too often. You know, you have uh, restaurant owners and, and hotel managers and and uh, boat hire company directors or whatever you want to call them that are like staunchly against this because they say that they're not going to be they're not going to be as many tourists coming but then you also have environmentalists um, and another thing that Raul Dominguez pointed out was that um, their their opposition is based on the fact that there'd be only a few companies that would be producing and, and um, selling the energy so I don't think it's fair to say it's just a matter of not in my own backyard because all these people are saying yes we need renewable energy yes we need green energy they're just not in agreement with the way that they want to to carry out this project and so the environmentalists are basically kind of saying that it's too big it's too centralized they'd rather see kind of smaller local scale energy especially closer to where the energy is consumed rather than out in the middle of nowhere which is what we're seeing in like southern and central catalonia yeah we should we should mention that it's not just that okay this was kind of our case study but there's other uh, wind farms on land as well uh, or or, like in in different parts of catalonia that are being planned Mm -hmm. and they're they're closer to smaller towns than actually like big urban centers so some people are saying that oh is it have they chosen these areas because it's windier there and and um you know they can produce generate more energy there or is it because it's cheaper to be out in a rural area 
than in the Barcelona metropolitan area. Yeah, I mean, it, it mentioned in the wind there, it's called Tramontana Park. Tramontana is this north wind that comes down from the Pyrenees. And, uh, you know, I've been up to that kind of uh, north of the Costa Brava around Cap de Creus. And I have to say, when, when I was there anyway, the wind was something else. So from that point of view, I can mm-hmm. completely understand it. But uh, I guess, you know, there's there's a lot of factors to take into account. I mean, the project director, Sergi Amitle, was really keen to point out that projects like this are very important if Catalonia wants to meet its green energy goals. And he also said that they wanted to work with hotel owners in the area. They were talking about compensation. They also spoke about the jobs. Now, if you again, if you go on the website, I think it says like 6,000 jobs, but that's during the construction. But longer term, he thinks that there will be maybe 100 to 200 jobs for skilled technicians, researchers, maintenance. I mean, so it's a very complex story. It's one that we'll return to again. Um, It boils down to that the energy transition needs to happen. If it's not like this, and as we've seen, there is a lot of opposition, then it has to take some form. So we'll keep an eye on the story and see how authorities react to the environmental impact assessment when that is submitted. Maybe another trip to Rosas. Christina might be on the cards. In summer, might be nice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, If you want to find out more about the impact the climate crisis is having in Catalonia, do check out our previous podcast. Uh, It was episode 12 of Filling the Sink on that very subject. That was, you had a special report from the other end of Catalonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's definitely worth checking out as well for a kind of overall picture of the climate crisis in Catalonia. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Cristina? Comenzar la casa per la teulada. Okay, comenzar la casa is begin the house, uh, what does it mean? By the roof. By the roof, okay, so that doesn't seem very logical. No, um, but I thought it was funny because many of the different people I spoke to this week that are against the construction of the Parque Montana, they all said, comenzar la casa per la teulada, like to do this is to, to start the other way around. Right, okay, yeah, so uh, I see, it makes sense, comenzar la casa per la teulada, to begin the house with the roof. Lots more on this subject, including videos of some of the interviews we mentioned on catalannews.com and you'll see them on our social media channels as well. Thank you to everyone. I mean, Christine, you spoke to so many people this week, so our thanks to all of them. Thanks to you as well for joining me here today and guiding us through this topic. Thank you for having me, Lorcan. We'll be back with another episode of Filling the Sink next week. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adios.